0: All right, boys. Are we ready for uh, today's episode? Oh, I am so excited! I mean, I have been I itching to watch
1: this. It's uh, you know, I'm I'm still waiting for the hooks, but I'm open. The, the hooks aren't already in you, man. Come no, on. No. What? Well, the mayor's joining Blase. Blase, uh,
2: you're a blase. <laughs> well, yeah, well you're a blase
1: B because I'm ahead
0: of you in rank. <laughs> the are you ready Whatever. for today's episode?
3: Which episodes are we watching?
0: We're doing episodes 5 through... Oh, I'm sorry, 6 through 10.
1: Yes. Oh, there's a lady so on deck. Excited. I'm glad I
0: took a shower. Yes. I'm
3: glad you did too. <laughs> um, uh, I'm just... I don't know how to say this easily for you gentlemen. Um, we may have to have a conversation regarding coping skills for the next episode, so which you are about to partake in.
0: Oh, um, so it's that awesome that our heads are going to explode, right? Well, something's going to.
3: Something's... Yeah...
0: It's okay, I already Let's take antidepressants. Say,
3: you know, if you need to cry, you know, we understand.
1: I was born a, without okay. lacrimal glands, so I'm incapable
0: of crying.
2: Okay. Oh, don't yeah. worry, we'll P- find... Poofy has actually been happen. trained as an emotional
0: support dog. You're so, going to need him. Okay. This is going to be interesting today. Good. Good.
3: You might take a gas mask in there for
1: You're coming in, begin transmission. Should you accept it now, here's your mission. Take your pilot seat and turn on your television. Logging into the Gundam Watch. What is the Gundam? We're gonna answer that question. From back in the classics to the newer expansion.
4: Explore the lore with Dallas, Moore, and Branson. Welcome to the Gundam Watch. Moeyagare, Moeyagare, come and join the Gundam
5: Watch.
4: Moeyagare, Moeyagare, come and join the Gundam Watch. Yame gaeru, yame gaeru Come and join the Gundam Watch Tobeyo, tobeyo, Gundamu Come and join the Gundam Watch Brought to you
1: by Geek Devotions Comes another podcast to keep your feed in motion Listen in close and see what's all the commotion Logging into the Gundam Watch. Dallas and Branson bringing their fandom to you. With the passion of the veteran instructing the new. We're diving deep, but the same views and reviews. Welcome to the Gundam Watch.
2: Hello, 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 and welcome all Gundam fans and those who think they might be Gundam fans. Welcome to the Gundam Watch, a podcast brought to you by Geek Devotions, a show by devoted geeks devoted to letting you know that you are loved. That's right. If you don't listen past this moment, know this. God designed you, God has a purpose for your life, he loves you, and we love you. Joining me here at Shewer Base today is our Commander-in-Chief, our Master, our Captain, Mr. Dallas Mora.
0: I don't know about Master, that's a little over the top
2: Like Master and Commander, you know,
0: like the... the oh. Never mind.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so. I wasn't going
0: there, man. Come on. <laughs> Who else is on board with us today?
2: All right. We've also got our resident Lovecraftian expert and all around nice guy, Mr. John you,
1: Bro, if you're not our master, who have I been making these animal sacrifices to? I'm oh really scared.
5: Oh, boy.
2: <laughs> Poofy, go hide. Go hide, Poofy. <laughs> and last but certainly not least, probably the only sane bunch in this whole group, our very special guest. Miss DeMarimora
5: Hey y'all That's my sister
3: Yeah um, I love the sane conversation We'll see if that stays in place <laughs>
1: I only just now realized that your full name Sounds like a move in Dragon Ball I can do the DeMarimora <laughs> wave.
5: <laughs>
3: my middle name ain't even in it, bud
0: <laughs> <De Marimora. laughs> It's fair. It's fair.
3: Look, I have magical powers. Okay. We're not supposed to be sharing that with anyone.
0: <laughs> it's true. She does. All right. Well, I'm excited about this. Uh, I hope you guys have been excited about this, about the show, um, about watching Gundam. I know John has some apprehension last time. Um, I want to say this real quick. I, this is special to me because we're going through Gundam wing. Uh, and this is a, something that's very special for me because this is something that the Mary and I watched together was something we shared and then we'll get to share with my with my friends. So I'm excited about today. Um, so, um, yeah, this is going to be fun. Um, bring your tissues. I don't know, not tissues. So you're <laughs> just going to have a lot to think about. It's not really a cry fest. Um, is it John, as bad
2: as Soldiers of Sorrow?
0: No, I don't is think Is it so. as bad as G-Savior? Not that kind of bad. <laughs>
3: <laughs> you're going to have an emotional response. You just won't be in tears.
2: Yeah. Okay. Well, that's all right. A little bit of emotion is healthy every once in a while.
0: And we we checked John. your insurance is going to cover this. You know, it covers
3: EMDR. That's definitely going to have to happen after this. ASMR? EMDR. Oh, I
1: was about to say, I'm not, I'm not sure I'm okay with any of you guys whispering in my ears for about a half hour so.
0: (laughs) Well, ladies and gentlemen, with that being said, let's go to the pods (laughs) right now. Okay. (laughs) Going to the pods. (laughs)
3: All right, let's get the coffee ready. Ooh, you know what, I think I'm feeling ramen today. Okay, so expectation. Uh, if I remember correctly, this one, this is, I need, oh, I need to prep. I need to prep, this could This could be kind, kind of traumatic for the guys later if I remember these episodes correctly. Okay, pen, paper, notes, ready to go. Okay, we got this, no biggie.
2: Alright, time to watch episode 6 through 10 of Gundam Wing. Let me get the case that he has ordered. Alright, what are my expectations? Hmm. I expect there to be a lot of fallout from the revelation that Raylena is a peacecraft. I expect to learn more about what exactly a peacecraft is. I'm still confused about that. Um... I expect there to be more interaction between the Gundam pilots. See them working together a little bit more. Uh, especially now that Quatra and Troa are officially buddies and know each other. And then Hero and Duo kind of know each other. Um, I expect there to be more fighting, obviously. I'm also very eager to see Tall Geese in action. Uh, I'm hoping that we actually get to to see that Gundam suit cut loose a little. Uh yeah, so enough talking. Let's just get into this.
4: All right, let's see here now. Oh, someone left a tootsie roll on my seat. I but oh man, are you serious? Freaking dog!
1: Ugh. All right. Well, anyway, um, see here. Expectations i'd have to say at some point within these five episodes i'm expecting to get hooked into the series finally i don't know i'm i'm fairly ambivalent about it at the moment so hopefully but uh outside of that, i don't know politics and drama it's the name of
0: the game for this show <laughs> All right, let's see here. What do we want today? I'm thinking I'm feeling a little bit of uh, some some ramen and uh, some tacos. And ooh, wait a minute. I wonder if I can make ramen taco seasoning. Hmm. We'll see what happens here. All right, expectations, expectations. What's happening? What's happening here? Okay. Um, all right, the story's about to progress. It's been a minute since I've seen this, but... You know, we left off the last episode and John was just not feeling it. Like he was, he was okay with it. Um, and my concern is that it's, it's a lot of that comparison to G, which, which of course is his first Gundam series. So I'm just not sure how the next, I think the next five episodes, they pick up if I remember correctly. So my expectations are, um, some things come to a head from what I remember of the series as far as pushing the real conflict. The last uh, five episodes were more world building. I feel like we're going to see the real conflict take place and a little bit more story building take place. So that's my expectations for today. And I expect to enjoy every moment of it. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen. Five more episodes and Hold me goofy. Hold me. <laughs> Hey Branson, if you're
1: if mm-hmm. I'm not mistaken, I think Poofy left a Tootsie roll in my
2: pod. Oh, well, you like chocolate, right? Yeah, you eat it.
0: <laughs> yeah. At least it wasn't a crunch bar.
3: For an emotional support animal. <laughs> kinda forgot they may have some trauma too. Oops. <laughs> Doggy therapy may be needed
0: yeah all right so we are we just got out of the pods and um we watched five episodes six through uh ten um and it was a it was a run it was a it was a good run i've enjoyed it so far um but we want to give you guys um kind of a flyby just we're gonna walk through each episode one by one kind of digest it branson's over here um do you have hives branson what's happening over here
2: I, I just, you know, I, you were right. It wasn't as bad as Soldiers of Sorrow, but, well, we'll wait till we get to the episode and
0: we can talk spoilers before I get into why I'm upset. <laughs> All right, well, let's jump into it. Episode six. It was a great episode. Great night. It was a great time. Great party. Uh, Our great name. It was called Party Night. In episode six, that's just kind of a quick, brief description. Uh, in the wake of the assassination of Vice Minister Darlin, Relina is having to come to grips both with what's happened to uh, what what has happened and the newfound truth of her true identity as Relina Peacecraft. While coming to the grips with the with this, she confronts Hero, letting him know that she is on his side in this war against Oz. Oh, Oz, not being a group to leave loose ends plans a surprise attack on relina's school in order to assassinate her before she can reveal the truth about lady un hero thinking that he's the target jumps into zero one and uh to fight amid the fight he finds himself drawn to protect relina the attack is called off however as a, uh, as a personal favor for zex suggesting he is a relative relina's of some sort all right, guys. So, what did we think of Party Night?
3: I Can think I make that. A comment? R- go ahead. I'm going to go first today. Okay, for starters, on what universe does it make sense to attack a school? I mean, you got to be seriously messed up well, to send yes. a bunch of giant robots to demolish a school. I mean, come on. I think that. Yeah. I think
0: that's what highlights the evilness and the um, deceptiveness of of Trays and Oz. Because the whole plan was to frame it as a colony, uh, a terrorist attack.
3: Well, and yeah, I know that. But I mean, the first thought watching that episode, you know, in, in 2023, not in my teenage years was I didn't think twice about the fact they were attacking a school. And this time <laughs> I'm like, that's a school. Hello. Yep.
0: Branson, what were your thoughts on the episode, man?
2: Uh, I, I had a couple of questions. Uh, Raylita, she's an interesting character. She is. But all of a sudden she's like tough. I mean, she was all boo hoo. Daddy doesn't have time for me. And then she was, oh, you know, I really like hero and hero doesn't like me back. I'm slightly obsessed with him. And now she's like, I'm the go to person that tells everyone what to do when explosions are going off around me. It just seems like a little bit of a whiplash. Well, Uh,
0: yes, but at the same time, and the story doesn't do a good job of keeping you up to date with time gaps. So the assumption is from the opening scene to this, it's been a couple of weeks for her to start, you know, go through some counseling or something. I don't know. But uh, finding that resolve of, you know, these people came after my dad for a reason. I'm going to live up to what my dad adopted dad had tried to instill in me type of thing. Yeah. And that again, that's a part of the, that, that is legitimately a flaw in this series. If you do not pay attention to the announcer, you miss the fact that you're skipping weeks and months. Oh, I see.
2: And my, my second question about that scene specifically, uh, Hero is leaving the school. He's getting ready to you know, pack up and ship out. He just happens to be, I think it was a dance that he was there. It was like, a, it's your last night here. Just enjoy yourself. Mm-hmm. And then the mobile suits attack led by Lady on. And all of a sudden the Gundam shows up and no one's like, Hmm, hero is here. The Gundam is here. I wonder who's piloting the Gundam. <laughs> I mean, you know, it, it's like, it's like the, the Christopher Reeve Superman where Lois is like, Superman's here and Clark isn't around as usual. I wonder why. <laughs> you know, I just, whatever, this is supposed to be some kind of super secret infiltrator guy. And it just, I don't know. It seems like two and two ought to be put together a little bit easier, you know. I, I sound like I didn't enjoy the episode. I did. I did. Those just... <laughs> I'm waiting for it, the it's, musical. Epi-
1: the, the musical remake of this episode when <laughs> Raylene when Raylena shows up and she's like, "I'm holding out for a hero." <laughs> <laughs> Geez, Damara, you started laughing early into that bit. I yeah, just I saw think, where that was going. I, think <laughs> you I was on that same
3: line. It. I could hear the song in my head before you said it.
1: <laughs> right. I, I think I think you're looking at my notes, you cheating cheaterton. You <laughs> should
3: have put it in Japanese on my screen. I'm just kidding.
5: <laughs>
3: no, I do want to point out the, the kind of. Like a reminder about Relina is that we kind of step into a piece of her life. When mm-hmm. she meets like the first guy that seems to turn her head. Mm. But she's also a leader in the school. She'd been a leader in the school before she comes back. So for everyone to look up to her, she's kind of stepping back into a role she's already been in for a long time.
5: Yeah. So oh, we okay.
3: miss that character development from before the show starts. And we pick up when she decides to act like a girl. Not no. Yeah. Very extreme girly girl. Let me put that yes. out there. Extremely yeah. girly girl. Yeah. Not just mild, Which- but like.
2: Which makes later events that we will discuss in future episodes really seem like I, it it caught me off guard, but we can discuss that when we get to that episode. Can I
1: just say that it's a little bit disturbing that Raylena is so the, like the one guy that she's like, yes, I want this is the guy that keeps pointing guns at her. I mean, what does that say about her as a, as an individual? Like, I think she's broken, you know what I mean? Like. (laughs)
0: Well, I mean, you may not be wrong about her. She's probably suffered quite a bit. Again, she just discovered that um, she's adopted, uh, that her entire family was murdered, and she may have been real young when that happened, but, I mean, that stuff leaves a scar even on small children. I mean, there's been studies about kids who have, and the American can uh, f- confirm or deny this uh, and correct us later, but or right now even, but there have been studies about, like, Babies who are suffering from like PTSD and other things from stuff that happened to them and when they were even younger. So, what you're grew- saying
1: is having a gun pointed at her gives her a sense of
0: home. I mean, when your when your home's invaded, I guess I don't know. <laughs> Everybody turns and looks kids? at
1: Demera for this. Like, can you can you enlighten us on the psychology <laughs> of this?
3: <laughs> well, I mean, I want us to think about it this way: as you go your whole life, where everything is pristine and perfect and constantly handed to you, you end up craving something that is adventurous. And in her very messed up brain, she's grown up in a household of complete passivism. there are no guns there are no nothing so her version of rebelling is liking things that are more adventurous that are farther out there and he clearly had the passion to do this even though she didn't comprehend it or understand it in the beginning she's craving that adventure something that's outside because i don't think she fully comprehended the depth of what passivism actually meant like her parents were teaching i don't think she I think she was just taught. She just assumed, okay, that's how it's everything's supposed to be. So I don't understand why everyone else is this way. So she wants to know that side. But unfortunately, she's a teenage girl. And I'm sure, because when I was growing up, you know, the whole bad boy image was supposed to be the greatest thing in the world and everyone wants to tame the bad boy and i'm more than sure that's where her brain is at in the show i don't know all i know know. is that
1: i just wish hero would shoot her and get her over get
2: it over wow Wow. okay (laughs) tell us what you really think john i just did i am so sick of hearing her
1: and being like hero
0: and i'm like he's not that into you (laughs) until he like uncontrollably tries to save her yeah, yeah no, that uh, that felt I love artistic. their
3: response to that. <laughs> <laughs> Simultaneous I just, response. Of,
2: I, at that point, I think I just stopped trying to make sense of the show. It was like, let me just enjoy the fact that the Gundam's finding fighting mobile suits. Just, <laughs> I, forget about I, why. Let's just enjoy it.
1: I think part of it, though, is that this was the episode where I was able to determine I just don't like Hero as a character.
2: That's
0: fair. Mm,
1: I don't yeah. like him as a character, and I I'm sorry, Dallas. This is going to hurt your feelings a little bit. I do not like his Transformer Gundam. I do not like his Gundam.
3: Transformer Gundam.
1: Why does that hurt my feelings? Because that's you you said that was like your favorite Gundam
3: in
4: this show. That was my
3: favorite job. Look, I'm just saying, I think the only thing that hurt him was when you said Transformer Gundam, and he <laughs> thought Transformers. And I think
0: that's the <laughs> only part of that whole sentence that he was hurt by. So so John, <laughs> I know that Branson and I look similar and people have uh, I've accused it of being brothers, but That's I'm, I'm not. That was that was Branson's pick, not mine. Oh,
1: really? I thought you yes. said I thought you said you like zero one.
2: His favorite was tall geese. Oh, gross! Never mind. <laughs>
5: <laughs>
2: <laughs> yes, zero. Although, well, once again, we'll have to get to to later episodes. I did change my mind, but we'll get to that in a, in yeah. another episode. All but right. well, I, of, some.
0: Speaking I'm of the pilots of it. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of the pilots, we also have this little uh side story of uh Troa uh joining up with the circus. And we see this whole little thing where um he's basically the 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 pincushion for the knife thrower mm-hmm. and she's like this dude just wants to die. Like he just doesn't care. And I, I appreciate that scene cuz I really did like like you get a more of a feel of, of of the mindset of this dude. Like he's just cold. He's just like Yeah.
2: And I actually like how it threw off the, what's her name, Catherine, the knife thrower? Like his stoicism actually threw her off and made her miss and cut him. Mm -hmm. Like she's so used to compensating for people (laughs) who want to live that the fact that he doesn't at all actually puts him in more danger. Sir, which which I thought was a neat thing.
1: With the edge lordiness that he was exuding through that episode, I'm not convinced that he doesn't already cut himself. So I, he wouldn't be bothered by that at all.
0: Well, yeah. and, and we, I, I think we got into this because I, I, um, in the last episode, I can't remember now. It's been a minute since we talked, but his backstory, he has been known nothing but war and death literally since he was a child. Uh, his family was murdered and he was basically taken in by mercenaries and he was a merc starting from the like age five and so yeah. this is all he knows is death i mean i don't like his character either
5: <laughs>
1: I, i'm just saying like and it, it, it it's unfair of me to say that because but it's mm-hmm. like the dungeon master in me coming out because it's just like there's people who play characters like this that are, that we refer to in the, in the gaming industry as edge Lords,
4: where it's just like, I am incapable of feeling because my family was murdered by a band of orcs and I have to cut (laughs) myself to make sure I can feel anything at all. I do not fear death. And I am only looking for my next release when I can watch the life from the eyes of another dying victim
0: right I mean I'm of bored of your, the speech you're giving me right now
5: What? Okay. <laughs> I'm bored of the speech <laughs> wow. you're giving me right now well, it, it, it it's just like that to me
0: it's just like oh
1: this is yeah. so cliche and it's just like I, I know that the writing in these shows are supposed to be a little bit they're supposed to get a little bit deep and I'm just waiting for this character to bloom a little bit because it's just like right now I don't care about right. him. It's just like that character can die, and I don't think the show <laughs> would be missing anything.
0: Well, what is something ex- about ex- this ex- episode ex- you except have? Except for worked.
1: except for except for Quatra, who Catra. Whatever. Catra. It, I, I read it on my screen and it's spelled <laughs> Q-U-A-T-R-E. How was Catra? Catra? Whatever. Quatro. I'll call him that. Quatro.
0: That's from Gundam Zeta. <laughs>
2: If it makes you feel better, John, I write the Q U in my notes too. So that, I, that's I, how it's co- spelled
3: in the in the
2: yeah <laughs> yeah.
3: I feel completely right. inadequate right now because I have zero notes on any of these episodes, and I'm sitting here trying to bite my tongue well, not to reference a later episode. You're, you're more learned.
2: familiar with the material. You don't need notes, John. And I, this is our first time seeing it, so don't okay. feel bad. Well, so I'm, tell me something you did
0: like, John.
1: <sighs> I mean, I'm always I'm always down for duo, you know. Yeah, DFD, man, that's 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 me all the way down for duo. Uh, So (laughs) what,
0: what about duo in this episode struck you?
1: I don't know. I don't I didn't write any notes
3: down for him. (laughs) <laughs> um, because it's duo this is favorite that's yes. why <laughs> he's a
5: comic it, relief but also the realism episode, person in
1: the episodes i don't remember him in this episode i don't remember was him in it? this episode either to be perfectly blunt
2: Wait, but i think he was the one that tried to convince hero to actually like you know enjoy the dance and go that's to right dance for a that's little right bit. that's right that's right yeah
3: yeah uh, actually act like a teenager
2: yeah
0: that yeah. was and, and what episode. Episode. So, like episode like nine are you sure that's in my notes.
1: Oh, no, you're, you're right, because that was when they were in the... Uh, that's when he went to the other school.
0: Yeah. Um, oh, yeah.
1: Crap. But, okay. I mean, as far as what's in this one, mm, I enjoyed the action. Yeah? Yes. I, I, I enjoyed seeing the double cross and watching the watching the oz people be like wait there's two gundams Woo! <laughs> um you know and and for as much as i've kind of crapped on this episode a bit or at least hero because he's a terrible character and so is uh <laughs> and, and so is uh what's True. his face mr mopey um uh this was the episode that got its hooks in me i don't i don't know why. Like, this is where the series finally was like, okay, this is
0: interesting all of a sudden. Um, I'm legitimately curious as to what about it grabbed you, though.
1: I don't know. Because maybe it was seeing... Maybe it was seeing... um, maybe it was seeing Hero point a gun at Raylena for, like, the fifth <laughs> or sixth
3: time. <laughs> um... We're gonna test. We're gonna him
0: get in the phone health calls later, about sir. this episode. <laughs> <laughs> is that Coming. John guy okay, Dallas? <laughs> no, he thought we admitted
5: to
1: him his
0: conversation.
1: Maybe it's the inexplicable use of Victorian era dress, despite the fact that this is supposed to be a futuristic show. I don't know. It's just for some reason on this episode something clicked, and I was just like, okay. I'm interested now to see what happens I mean, right I think I think it might have been just the setup for the bigger plot that happens in later episodes mm. Where I wanted to see I wanted to see what was going to happen because okay. I can promise you it wasn't out of any amount of concern for Troa or Hero right. because mm-hmm. I I am done with those characters I gotcha yeah I gotcha so-
3: I got to be honest, I think that this episode, I think what actually got you is because it there's a lot of foreshadowing of what could happen. It begins to open doors that could mm-hmm. expand the storyline, like identifying Raylena's actual bloodline a little bit more and the connection mm. to someone that is definitely far opposite of what she is. is I don't think that happened
1: in this episode. Didn't it? At the yeah, end? I have. I have written. Where she by, gets stopped? Nope. Because I have. I have notes when that pulls out. And that happens in episode eight.
2: They. Yeah. No. Uh. It's foreshadowed in this, episode, the... in this episode, Lady Yen's attack is called off, and we find out it was called off by Zex.
0: But they don't and, say why. As a well, right after though, Trey goes. So it's true. He may actually have a living relative after all. Oh. Yeah. Tres, I, didn't, yeah. I, didn't, it, I didn't.
2: I didn't catch that. It's like a one-off comment at the very end of the episode.
0: That's, that's the thing about this show that I've enjoyed that uh, I enjoy and get frustrated. You have to pay attention to everything people say because it moves so fast. You miss stuff. Like this is one of the things I appreciate about. Um, I can't remember if I said this on air or not. I'm reading through um, uh, "Endless Waltz: A Glory of Losers," which is a complete retelling of this entire series, which includes all the side material included into it. And it fills in these weird ga- ta- gaps and time jumps where're like things just make sense all of a sudden. Uh, with this series, though, you really do have to zone in on what people say because it's so quick, these offhand comments that they change the narrative so much.
3: And they aren't really they aren't even offhanded. It's you can tell they took time and effort into every word that they used. Mm-hmm. So you have to be completely locked in. To catch every detail. But there's a lot of foreshadowing in this. Even with Troa, she compares him to the eyes of the lion.
5: Mm -hmm.
3: And it's a caged lion we're looking at. So it's a foreshadowing of you have no idea what's coming back behind Troa.
4: There's Mm -hmm. a reason
3: he acts this way.
4: Yeah. I'm so sad and everybody is just out to get me and all oh my But I don't God. think he's
3: sad. That's the thing. Life
4: has no meaning, and I'm just ready to die, and your knives don't scare me at all, and you can murder me <laughs> in front of everybody, and it's okay.
0: Well, we've heard enough complaining today. Demar, why don't you read the uh, the synopsis for the for the uh episode seven scenario for bloodshed?
3: Okay. So Trey sets up a trap of sorts for the Gundam pilots. He leaks fake information about meeting with all Oz officials taking place at at an airbase. The Gundam pilots recognize this as their opportunity to take out Oz, and all take the bait and attack. However, this was not an Oz meeting, but rather an Earth Alliance meeting. um, An Earth Alliance meeting that was meant to be meant to call for the disarmament of all troops. And a call for peace. When the Gundams attack, Trey's offers special transport for the leaders of the Alliance to get them to to safety. At the same time, Oz troops work to overthrow Alliance leadership on every major base across the globe, effectively becoming a world power in ours. Admit the battle, Hero sees the Oz transport and destroys it, not realizing it is full of Alliance leaders. Shortly afterwards, Wu Fei shows up to reveal that the pilots that excuse me reveals to the pilots that they've been tricked. He plays the live feed, I think that's supposed to say live feed
5: yeah, to live the final
3: food. remaining alliance officers who escaped with trays. To summarize his message, the colonies attacked a peaceful alliance meeting with their terroristic gundams. Now there would be no peace, only war.
1: So in the musical episode of this one, uh, this is is where the five Gundam pilots get together to form a rap crew called the Wu Fang Clan.
5: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh.
0: I'm going to work on merch for that later. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. To
2: echo off of what John said about the last episode, this is the episode that got its hooks in me really um because oz taking over reminded me very much of the 4d chess that is played in the zeon family <laughs> from the mobile suit gundam movies mm-hmm. it, it very much call hearkened back to that uh not to mention also Zex exacting his uh well he exacted his revenge it was it this episode or the last it was this episode where he shoots the guy right
0: Uh, well i don't know because i'm in my notes i think it's the next episode where he shoots the guy
2: okay well uh well anyhow just the, the whole concept of them taking over was very very reminiscent of mobile suit gundam that that 4d chess of yeah we've got people in place and we've been setting this up this whole time and you know that that was cool. Uh, it was cool to see all five Gundams together for the first time. Um, I actually saw a smart villain, like you know, <laughs> you know the stereotypical. I am going to leave you in this unnecessarily slow death trap, and then walk away and give you plenty of opportunity to, to escape, convinced that you will actually die. Well, Lady Yun when she you know, uses that general for whatever she needs to, to get the Alliance to do what it needs to do. She kicks him out of the plane on his way down, shoots him in the head. And like, she even says, I can't leave any chance that you'll survive this. Dude's fallen from a plane. There's no chance he's going to survive that fall, but just to be sure she shoots him in the head. Right. One deadly aim to be in a moving plane, shooting a guy in the head while he's falling. True. but just that attitude of not only am i going to do this but i'm going to make sure that there is absolutely like i do not expect to see that guy again ever right i think he is truly truly dead dead you yeah. know and me, sorry, normally in, in cartoons and comics you have this trope of even when you have smart villains there's this fatal flaw this one time their hubris makes them make a mistake and while I think Lady Young may actually do that later, in this instance, she was cold. She was calculated. She was like, we're not leaving this to chance at all. Right. So uh, a lot about this. Up until this point, I enjoyed the show just because of how it looked. I love the animation. I love the fight scenes. I love the the variations on the on the Gundams. Because in a Mobile Suit Gundam, the movies, we only had the one Gundam. Now we've got five. Well, six mm-hmm. if you include toggies and uh, so I love the look, but it was the 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 animation and the action that was attracting me. This was the first episode where the plot hooked me in. Yeah, I was like, oh, I, w- I want to actually understand what's going going on yeah. now.
0: I'm gonna echo that. This is the 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 intelligence of setting everything up, setting the pilots up, the gun pilots to kill the the alliance leaders the fact that at the exact same times Oz is systematically taking over the entirety of the world. And the fact that, cause I, when they do it, there's a, there's a, um, voiceover explaining that for years, they've been planning this moment, infiltrating the ranks for the moment, uh, and then making it happen. Let me ask you this, John, cause you like Branson are, are a fantastic storyteller. Do do you appreciate the way these villains are written, at least the way they're being drafted out here? Or do you feel like they're still kind of flat?
1: Oh, no, I, I dig them. And the reason why I dig them <laughs> is because there was something in the storyline that completely stoked the narcissist side of me. What was that? Um, the convincing hero to kill oh, yeah. the, the people that were on his side. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I, I want to point out that this is my first time seeing this episode. Mm-hmm. And I used the exact same plot hook in the season finale of Playing Games of Strangers when I made Pooh kill Callum, right?
0: And I remember that. And so <laughs> Branson's still scarred from it. <laughs> For those of you who don't know, Branson right now looks like Beaker from uh, the Muppets. <laughs> <laughs> hey Uh, tone it down we don't use that language here Branson.
1: sorry but uh that wasn't him meeping that was the censorship button getting pressed as he was talking no but so i mean i'm just watching this i'm like wow i thought of doing something like this completely absent from this and i'm this has me so hooked right now it only confirms the fact that I made a solid plot choice because this was a solid plot choice. Mm. I mean, don't get me wrong. Suddenly, this is where the five of them get together and they're a big family now. Uh, and <laughs> then this happens, and they're the they're the it's they're going into the wrong man scenario, and it, it, it's a bit paint by numbers. But the way it was executed, really, I'm here for it.
0: I'm like, okay. are they really like a big family now? Cause they were, they were fighting on the battlefield amongst each other. Yeah. But I mean, I mean that was the whole thing. Why Fei had us make them stop fighting each other.
1: Yeah. But still, I mean, it's just like sometimes like say for instance, I'm trying not to name names, but there's people in your life that you're family with that, uh, you know, you're gonna, you're, you're gonna fight with them. They're right. going to make you mad. I gave you, you know, that. Being being family isn't lovey-dovey all the time. You're, yeah. you, you're united behind the same banner to a certain degree. And whether or not you like that, they're united with you is irrelevant. You know? Yeah. And so it's just like, Branson, Which, when you, you look,
2: look when when you look at who who they kind of all once the, the all five of them were there, and then when you look at how they split up, Duo and Hero had already spent some time together, mm-hmm. so they were kind of familiar with her. Katra, Katra, how do you say his name? Katra, Qu- Katra, Katra, kind of fell in with Duo and Hero, which Katra is like the ultimate encourager. He's he's the bubbly personality. It doesn't take much for people to be like, oh, okay, he's not a serious threat. And then Wu Fei and Troa kind of went buddy buddy there and chased after uh, Trace together. But that's also not that surprising because. As you pointed out, Tro is kind of the whatever I am death. And Wu Fei, up until the next episode, which I am eager to talk about, hasn't had that much character development like at all. So, you know, him saying, no, I will not let Trace leave was like the most emotion we saw him emote ever. So when you look at kind of how they fell in line, it, it also you, you see a family dynamic. It's like, OK, we're the we're the side of the family that kind of gets each other.
1: They're um, they're
5: the planeteers Yes, <laughs> yes, that, that is a great way of putting it. Yes, they're the they're planeteers, planeteers
0: on My Chemical Romance. That's what that is. <laughs> <laughs> remember what are your thoughts been on this episode?
3: Um. So this is one of those episodes that I honestly, when I remembered reviewing it, I was like, oh, this is the episode that's going to hook, line, and sinker them. Like, I really thought both of them, this was going to be the episode because it's really you do. Like we said, Trey's, you see his brain like in full force, mm-hmm. you know, he had to take a lot of time to plan that out to absolute perfection. And you start seeing that that underhanded view of what's happening. Right. Is going on. Um, I'm starting to bite my tongue again because I'm afraid I'm going to let something out that I can't let out because it's really far out there so I'm gonna behave sorry we had tacos (laughs) (laughs) you talk about what you put in your tacos sir some of it may not be classified as healthy um no I really this was the episode that I really thought was going to get everyone's attention if it you Mm -hmm. weren't attached yet to the series this is the one where you find out okay this really is something that you can be any age and get hooked on Mm. this show and it really is any age at this point for this.
1: I really I really think that you were probably right when we were talking about episode six. It was the foreshadowing for seven that was happening in six. That, that is what got its hooks into me.
3: That makes sense. Yeah, I'm kind of ready for y'all to see the extra character development that happens with people like Troa. Um, I
1: want it because I am so sick of the edge lordiness that he's exuding <laughs> at the moment.
3: <laughs> so I... What I would caution is keep in mind that every character in Japan, they have the storyline in their head before they start really putting stuff together. So there's a lot of behavioral responses that in real life, that is how someone would respond if you went through some of the things they went through. Mm-hmm. And so it's, if you keep that in mind every time you watch them, especially people like Troa and Fei, there's a reason they are built that way. You see a lot of cultural influences on why mm-hmm. they respond a certain way. Um, so I think as you go along, you get a chance to see that. You'll kind of crack through, and you'll kind of see, okay, there's a lot more to this.
0: Mm-hmm. Definitely. All right, <laughs> this was such a it's it's funny because I feel like there's not a lot for us to say because it was so insulated to that one aspect of it of, with this episode. Um, does anybody have any last thoughts on this episode before we go on to the next one
2: let's go to the next one alright cool.
0: right, John can you read us the description on episode 8 the Trey's assassination
4: heroes traumatized by this event he has failed his mission and was co- was the cause of a greater catastrophe. At the same time,
1: Oz has activated nuclear armament on the base that would destroy the Gundams and the surrounding
4: area. Major Sally reaches out to Hero to give him a new purpose to save as many as he could. While he sought to deactivate the bombs, Duo and Quattro secure transport. Wu
1: Fei and Troa go to off to attack trees and his sea bound troops during the battle. Wu Fei has one of has one duel with trees, but it, I'm sorry that it, trays, but in his <laughs> defeat, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm reading, I'm reading, I'm reading the vowels like it's in German and in German, that would be trees.
2: <clears throat> <laughs> Save the trees.
1: <laughs> but in, Tree in his defeat loads back, Loads back into his Gundam and sinks to to the bottom of Sea in Despair. During the same time frame, we see an interesting conversation with Zex. As he looks to take over a singular base, he kills an Alliance leader. But not before letting him know that this was personal to him. This Alliance member was personally responsible for the murder of the entire Peacecraft family. In a meeting with Trays. We learn that Zex is, in fact, the long-lost son of the Peacecraft Man, Millard. Zex, however, will continue to hide his
4: face and name out of shame for abandoning his family's ideals. All this and more on the next episode of Gundam Wing.
5: <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right. <clears throat> so, um... Nobody really important to talk about in this one. So let's go ahead and go to the next episode. Hush, hush, Let me now
2: give you my 24-page dissertation on why Wu Fei is now my favorite character. Okay, so
0: And I will
1: tell you, and I will rebut that by telling you why he is the biggest idiot.
0: And Branson, when you're done, I'm going to give you some backstory on him when you're done.
2: Okay, okay. So Wu Fei's doing his thing, right? He and Troa are attacking the fleet. They're going after Trace like they said they would. All right. And then we have a situation where Wufei in uh, Nutaku. Is that his
0: Gundam's name? His Gundam's name is Shinlong.
2: Shinlong. Why does, why does he keep calling him Nutaku?
0: I'll explain that here in a little bit.
2: Oh, okay. 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 <laughs> he calls All him right,
0: Kotaku? So. Nutaku. Kotaku.
2: Nutaku. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So in Shenlong, he, he attacks the boat and he's standing there. And Trace pulls out a sword. And I'm sitting there thinking, oh, I know what's about to happen. And sure enough, Wu Fei's like, very well, I accept. And he pulls out a sword, opens up Shenlong and goes and fights him face to face. This is a duel of honor. Wu Fei, it's not enough for Wu Fei to win he has to win the right way it's not about i'm here to kill trace let me just blow up his boat no he has challenged me to a duel and because of my honor i can't just blow him up with a with a wmd or whatever i have to fight him face to face man to man and while i get that's not the most efficient way to achieve a mission i love that about his his character is that he is so honor-bound that he will deliberately take the hard way around because he is faithful to his ideals. He's faithful to his rules. He's he's a lawful good. And the great thing about lawful goods isn't that they're lawful good. It's that you constantly put them in situations where they, their rules are challenged.
1: You know what he's Case not faithful point. to? What? His cause.
5: Mm.
2: But but see that's the thing. His honor is greater than his cause. Then it's that's the, then he's
3: a poor soldier.
2: Poor soldier, but honorable man. This this this, this is this is about. I feel like the duel's
3: about to break out right now. And I'm gonna
0: have to cover. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to call hey, for the medic. Hey John, just just a heads up. Brent's is not above stabbing somebody in the neck. That he was an accident.
3: <laughs> <laughs> he may have had practice. I believe he yeah. knows what to do with the bell guard as well.
2: so so that's what i love about it is is that he is is honor and i think that's actually why in later episodes why he's not there because he wrestles with i followed the rules i didn't get the outcome i wanted because he loses this fight he doesn't win and he has to wrestle with that he has to come to terms with that and that's why I like those kinds of characters, not because they're the light, bright, shiny thing, but because you can put them in situations where their black and white view of the world is challenged. And you see how they wrestle with it, and then they have to decide, do I follow the rules because they're my rules, or do I follow the rules because that's what culture has taught me? And Wu Fei is going on that journey now, and that's what makes him my favorite, my favorite uh, character. Uh, I think I still like wing better than Shenlong as far as the type of Gundam, but as far as pilots, I was, I was having fun with duo duo was cool, but Wu Fei is now my favorite, my favorite pilot. <laughs> Branson.
1: Yes. You're, sir? I, if I remember right, you're a bit of a student of American history, right? A little bit. Yeah. Do you remember what the American rebel response was when the British army was complaining about the guerrilla warfare tactics that they used during the Revolutionary War? No, all's fair in love and war.
2: <laughs> okay, I don't want okay. to hear
1: about rules of engagement. The fact of the matter is, is he had this. This could have. This series could have ended right here and there. If they really wanted to put an end to the tyranny that was about to happen, he would have seen him draw the sword and be like, cool. And then he would have fed him to the dragon arm on
2: his, see, uh, now Gundam. Wu, Wu Fei has to wrestle with that fact. He has to wrestle with, if I would have just kicked my rules to the curb, I could have ended this, but I didn't. I followed my rules and I didn't win. That's, See, that's the thing. Wu Fei is very much the kind of guy he thinks, if I follow the rules, I should always get the outcome that I desire. And I didn't. So now he is wrestling with, I am unworthy. I'm not worthy to pilot this Gundam. It creates such a beautiful story arc. Idealism has no place on a battlefield. I
1: mean, it really. And Wu
2: Fei is learning that lesson now. That's what's so amazing about
1: it. He should have learned it before he got stuck in a Gundam, is what I'm saying because the fact of this is you know should should we have should we have called osama bin laden out to duel with swords i'd do it but but, but that's just me <laughs> <laughs> should we have should, should should we have had a wild west uh, showdown in the middle of the street with adolf hitler once no. Again, I'd do it, but that's just me. <laughs> No, you, you go in there, you take care of the problem. Personal issues, personal issues do not trump uh combat objectives on the battlefield. That's just basic. Basic. And okay. the, 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 you, you, and you have to think of it like this. For every person who is victimized by trees going forward, part Tres. of their blood, Tres. whatever, whatever <laughs> blame blame my german friend that is helping me out with youth group uh trays whatever every victim every person who is victimized by Treys going forward their blood is partly on his on uh wufe's uh hands now because he had the opportunity to stop it at the root rather than what he ended I'm up doing i'm not saying
2: I'm not saying you're wrong. What I'm saying is, what you're discussing is exactly what Wu is thinking right now. He's wrestling with that. He should and that's have thought what about it. his story arc.
0: He should have thought about it before he was. He tried so, to. Let's let's have some context of Wu Fei. Wu Fei is a. um
1: <laughs> Wait, I got I got Tamera's to understand to why we it. just killed Demera.
0: Because. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm putting a stop to a fight because I don't want to spend another <laughs> p- hour podcast with you guys yelling about Wu Fei and whether or not he's a wuss or not. I'm um, not saying he's a wuss. I'm forward. saying he is a bad soldier. So here's the here's the deal. Here's here's some of Wu Fei stuff. Remember this: we're, we're dealing with cultures, and they wrote some culture stuff into this. Wu Fei is uh, part of a a um, a group of colonists who were banished from Earth. Um, they At one point, him and the clan that he was part of were one of the ruling parties in China. Was but it the Wu Feng clan? When the alliance <laughs> kicked in and started doing their stuff, they banished them to this colony. It's a ran-down colony. It was the lowest of low. So all they had to hold on to was their personal honor. Wu Fei was very strong, very tough, but very intellectual and he didn't care to fight. Now he was engaged to the daughter who was in charge of the entirety of the, of it. She was basically going to be like the, like if they married, he would have been basically emperor of this family of this uh, community. Um, And she called him out for being will for not fighting and not fighting for justice and for honor. And she believed uh, in fighting in a a respectful manner. And he kind of had this mindset of like, this is stupid. I don't want to fight at all. And in a fight, there was a battle on the colony. They were actually going to gas the colony. The entire colony was going to be gassed and killed at one time uh, under orders of the Alliance. And so she fought to save it. He jumps into the Taku, I'm sorry, Shin Long, to save her because she can't handle a prototype mobile suit uh, that was an experimental Leo called the Tall Geese. And oh. she is not handling well. And he she ends up dying in the process of everything. Her warrior name is Notaku. Ah. So he flies this machine. Now the machine's called Shinlong. Uh, Master O, who was a guy who built it, who allowed him to pilot it. He goes, Well, look, Shin, you know, you're not really built to handle Shinlong. He's like, No. Its name is Notaku. Her spirit will live in this machine. I will fight her way. I will fight the justice that she seeks out that she sought out and I will work every day to be worthy of piloting Nataku. So when he's sinking down the bottom and he's talking about I'm no longer I'm not worthy he is feeling that he has failed his fiance because he was unable to kill Trace fighting you got me saying the wrong way Trace not Trace <laughs> he was unable to kill Trace fighting honorably and so they, that's uh, the deal just made that's, me love him all the more that's the internal conflict <laughs> that he's dealing with you just, I'm just, so, just
3: going to point out that I still have the eye roll from one screen and I have the grin of <laughs> I have been proven right <laughs> on the other
5: screen <laughs> oh my gosh
0: so before we go on to the next episode um, I want to talk about the uh, I want to give the mayor actually what were your thoughts because uh, you haven't had a chance to talk on this episode
3: um because there was a lot that happened I mean, there is a lot, and it's one of the first times you really get a full view of Wu at a stronger level. It's not so much, oh, here's your cameo, and that's the end of it. It kind mm-hmm. of makes you want to think more about who is this person. You know, it's more kind of a better introduction. Uh, I think there's other episodes to come that kind of explain him a little bit.
5: Mm-hmm. He
3: is not my favorite character, he's one that I wanted to punch in the face. Yeah, um, Thank you. Because he does not mis- not not for the same reason you do, okay? Hey, you know what? <laughs> we don't have
1: to we don't have to believe the same things for the same reasons. I think church okay. is honest <laughs> that.
3: That is true. Um, he is one that I'm not. I'm not his biggest fan. Me and Wu would not get along very well. Um, he's got a big ego sometimes, and sometimes his ego gets in his own way. Um, but at the same time, I think there's something that was always underneath that ego. And I don't think we get a chance to really see the two sides meld together until in much later episodes. Um, but I do think this is a great episode to introduce him as a character and to really see his Gundam. More than just, you know, one move. He's He does a lot more than one move, I'm just saying.
2: He's like the Apostle Paul. Oh, he was come still small on the oh, Damascus Road. He has <laughs> zeal for his way of life and has not yet met the Christ yet. Losing <laughs> to Trace is the equivalent of the Damascus Road experience. He is Are blind. He is Trace humble. He's trying to, to understand what's is going on. that what I just heard?
5: You, no, no I'm not talking. saying that
2: Trace is Jesus. Turn I'm saying his it's, mic a, off. it's the same
3: experience. Turn his mic off. He's done. <laughs> That's not what I said.
0: All right. So for me, just some conversation about the episode, there was a whole other thing going on where uh, hero was trying to stop a nuclear bomb from going off.
5: Okay. Can I just
1: say how, how interesting is it that of all the things we've talked about, the nuclear disarmament was the least interesting part of the episode. That's <laughs> horrible.
2: <laughs> because it's the truth. It's like, oh, Okay. Hero is going to stop a nuclear bomb from going off. Given that there's an entire series left to go, I'm pretty sure he's successful. Take right. me back to Wu Fei and this honor battle duel. All right. well,
0: what's, so, what's sorry to cut you off the, now. Let's go ahead. What's interesting about the bomb is is the not that he disarmed it, but the other aspects of it. The fact that we have an Alliance soldier who was in charge of interrogating him, now giving him new purpose in helping him. She believes in him. And so we start to see this faction of Alliance and Oz taking place. And the fact that at the end of that episode, Lady Oon is like, you know, she feels bad because she didn't accomplish the mission. And Trey's is like, no, we should be thankful for the Gundams. Because of them, the planet was saved. We need to respect our planet more. This gives us a little bit more of an interesting look at Trey's uh and his ideals and he not that he's a good guy but he he really has a very different way he's a different written like psychomaniac if you will uh throughout this entirety of this thing and in fact he keeps challenging like Oon, she's the she has the mindset what we look at as a typical villain oh kill them all no matter what and she and he keeps saying to her and other people going you don't get it you don't understand (laughs) what we're all about yet and so, again, it was, it was cool. It was actions seeing him do what he needs to do, overcome. And I appreciate him kind of finding new purpose and waking up and like, oh, I've screwed up. But it's time to move forward. Um, <laughs> but I think it's interesting because I feel like it, it gave the villains more depth, at least the, the organization of Oz and who Trey's is.
3: I'm going to have to refrain from commenting on Lady Un because there's a huge bit coming. Oh, yeah. That I have oh, to I, ha- I have on. a
0: comment for her in episode ten. Trust me. <laughs> well, let's jump into episode nine, Mister. Real, real quick, real quick. Yes, bi-
1: i I just want to say that the big reveal, because the only talking I did was refuting. refuting You're so right,
0: John. I apologize, man. That's my fault.
1: <laughs> refuting Branson's. Look,
0: that was I think just that a poor cool
1: judgment you were of, of character here. Okay, moving <laughs> on
3: before the war and battle start again. <laughs> this is no going uh, blood off my computer
1: no i i i will say that there there is a, w- one other thing we only just briefly touched on that finding the confirmation that zex is a peace craft mm-hmm. that happens in this episode is some super tasty drama that i am 100 percent here for <laughs>
0: i'm actually excited to hear that because I, I i felt that you were kind of meh about the whole peacecraft stuff and the relina and no and, relina and as I, a peacecraft i didn't care right but zex, but zex as
1: a, zex as a as a peacecraft that was mm, no that was that was tasty <laughs> uh watching him shoot that guy in the head i'm like yes more of that please and then
0: there's only one guy you know what i mean dude Come <laughs> <on>. <laughs>
1: And the thing about it was, yes, yes to all of that home. And was this the episode where he took his mask off briefly to talk to the picture?
0: I'm no, pretty sure it's the next episode, I believe. Okay. Oh, no, you're right. You're right. No, it's no, it's the next episode. I'm double checking.
1: All right. Well, I'm just saying homeboy's got some fabulous hair.
0: He does. <laughs> he um, does. <laughs> may or may not be part of one of the many reasons I grew up my hair when I was in, in high school. And I will say
1: that it was this episode that made me realize who my favorite character was in this whole entire show.
0: Who is? Zex. Woofay. My man. My man, welcome to the club, sir. <laughs> Zex, I I I don't know
1: what it says about me, but I relate to him. Says the same thing about me. I relate to him more than I do than anybody else in this in this uh series. Don't get me wrong. Like I got I've got a raging bromance for duo. Mm -hmm. but Zex is the guy that's just like if I was to assert myself into anybody in this show if I was just to be like that's that if I was in this show that would be me it'd be Zex all day every day
0: nice very nice well with that Branson will you please introduce episode nine to us portrait of a ruined country
2: all right In the wake of John being wrong about Wu-Fei... Oh, wait. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Let me try this again. That was practice. I will fight you? <laughs> well, according to DiMera, that's already happened. That ship is sailed. All right, here we go. Here we go. <clears throat> In the wake of the overnight revolt, small battles between Oz and the Alliance continue. Lieutenant Otto personally delivers the Tall Geese to Zex, explaining that this machine is far too powerful for anyone to pilot. Zex takes the tall Geese and looks to overthrow the Alliance leadership in the Sank Kingdom, the kingdom he once called home. However, while attempting to pilot the tall Geese, Zex, for the first time in years, feels true fear. The power of the tall Geese is far too much for him and pulls out of the battle for a time. Later, we learn that the immense power of the tall Geese actually gives Zex a heart attack. However, out of a sense of duty and honor to Zex, Lieutenant Otto takes the Tall Geese on a suicide run to make way for Zex to fully take over the St. Kingdom. Amid the turmoil of these battles, people are beginning to realize that Oz is just as fearsome as the Alliance. Trey's is glad to hear it and wants to capitalize on that sentiment to keep Oz strong.
0: All right, so this is the episode where uh, the Tall Geese is... Um Presented a lot more not fully but it's it's teased now I just just because I, I would like to get you guys opinions when I mentioned the tall geese is my favorite mobile suit um, there was that expression right there um, <laughs> what were your thoughts of this mobile suit with this uh, this this little pretense
2: the idea that <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. Literally in my notes. I did not just write that.
0: <laughs> read it tall for us, John. Geese. I can't yeah, read it, the last ahead and,
1: word. Go ahead and read it,
0: Brains. I don't, really can't don't read it. Tall geese now. is they a dumb mech. Oh, mech. I thought yes. I was saying meanie.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> dumb
2: meanie. I've only now I've only seen a couple of episodes of, of Witch for Mercury. But mm-hmm. that whole concept of piloting Tall Geese has a negative physiological effect on the pilot reminded me of that show. And so I'm wondering if that show got that idea from <laughs> this show, the idea that the suit, the mobile suit is almost an entity unto itself. And it uses up the human pilot like a so resource.
1: I had a similar thought on that when, when in watching it. Um, And I I, I don't know, it it feels like borrowed material in reverse because I saw which for Mercury first. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, But in the same sense, it's like that that, that's kind of a trope. That's kind of a trope in because there's, you know, if I, I, I relate a lot of things to video games and role-playing games, uh, because that's just a big part of who I am. And there's a lot of stuff that's like in JRPGs where it's just like, you have this ultra powerful thing, but in order to use it, there must be sacrifice, you know? Uh And so sacrifice, sacrifice in order to ensure victory is, is a very uh, Eastern Asian ideal it so. is,
0: but it's not just like, it's not like it's eating him alive. Not quite, not quite like what's happening in Which for Mercury, where it's like, if you use it, you're going to die unless you're special. Like Trace, not Trace. Well, okay. Um, Zex, can't go there. he learns to use it. Mm-hmm. He is not like a new type style, like n- new types aren't around, nothing like that. It's purely, he's a good pilot. And he and he this is actually the this is the kind of thing you would enjoy is that he learns to pilot it as a human being. He he grows. He gets the strength to do it and he learns to be able to pilot and fly the tall geese at full strength. When you see this right here, it's that the G's are so powerful. The machine moves so quickly and nimbly that he doesn't expect it. It's taking physical toll on his body. Yeah. We can't hear you, John.
1: I hate it when you're not strong enough to hang with the G's. (laughs) (laughs)
2: That's
0: fair. That's fair.
2: You know, in this episode, Zex seems very conflicted. Like when he's piloting the tall geese, he keeps talking about how, why am I so cautious? I don't understand. Why am I so afraid? What reason am I holding back? He doesn't want to die. well, Well, yeah, but this comes right after he gets his revenge for the death of his family. And I almost get the sense of, like, I got what I'm after, and now I'm just stuck here. Like, I think he even has a conversation with Trace about, are you still going to wear the mask? And he's like, well, yeah, because, you know, I I don't know uh, what else to do. It's like he's empty without his revenge mission.
0: The thing is, though, Branson, he's not quite done. His revenge mission is done. And I can there may be, we're, we're reading into this, obviously, but I can see there being trepidation because of what takes place at the end of this episode. Where he, because he's charging into the Saint Kingdom, which is Uh his family homeland. Right. He's recapturing the ground. And as he's recapturing the ground, he has to face his family and face his shame. The fact that he turned away from everything his family believed... Okay. Because yeah. he thought it was the only way for him to save his family, to to restore what his family believed. right? And so he has, to some respect, doing this, taking over, made him come face-to-face fully with his past as um milliardo and understanding that at the moment, he cannot be the man that he was. He cannot be the type of man that his father and his mother would be proud of. He is a man of war, and... He cannot be the man that his sister needs him to be or would want him to be. But he is going to be the man that she needs him to be.
1: Whoa, I just made a connection here.
0: Zex is King David. You want to expound on that or do you want to wait till the maintenance report?
1: I don't know that I'll remember it at the maintenance report because report, this just hit me. But yeah. honestly, I'm, I'm getting those vibes because he's coming in. He's reclaiming what was essentially promised to him, but he can't accomplish everything he wants to set out to because he became a man of war. The same same way why God told David that he couldn't build the tempo, temple because he was a man of war. Um, and he had blood on his hands. And that's the reason why uh, instead it was, Sol- uh, it was uh, Solomon who had to do it. And, and uh, there, there's just some
0: parallels. I'm not saying it's yeah, an exact it's,
1: one for one, but. No, no,
0: no. That's an interesting parallel. I hadn't thought about that. That's pretty good. That's pretty cool. Like Sorry to cut Mufay you off. It's just. The did Paul.
1: No.
3: <laughs> no. Keep working that angle. <laughs> do you remember what are your thoughts on this episode? Um. Okay, so. This round of watching it and knowing what is to come, the machine-wise, makes you take a much deeper look at the Mm Talgies and the dynamic of what it was built as. Because, I mean, this is is basically the first Gundam. This is the Mm -hmm. first in-depth thing, and you don't see this reaction out of the pilots when they're in their Gundam suits. But at the same time, is an awareness or an awakening to the realization that for them to pilot these Gundams, if it, the Togis is on par exactly with the Gundams,
5: mm-hmm. that
3: means you have 14 to 16 year olds piloting something at that same level of G's that gave him a heart attack. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there's a lot of training oh, yeah, and everything true. else that went to, and it's your, you have children that are piloting this thing.
0: Yeah. <laughs> And this is the raw, unrefined power. Like presumably, like it's the 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 Gundams don't have the power of this, but they have more control.
3: Yeah. Well, I don't know if I think some of them. In fact, I think um, Zero One is probably the closest to actually holding the same close power as the Toges mm-hmm. when we start comparing them at that point. Because um, I think their power levels are not too far off. But at the mm-hmm. same th- time, I think that when they built the Talgis, I think they had a realization that certain amounts of power were too much in the hands of men. Mm-hmm. And so I think the gun guns were dialed down just a hair from what the Talgis was actually sitting at. But at the same time, again, knowing the machines that are to come... I have to stop there. I can't go any further because I know. what. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I, I, I will just, say, Damara, what you just said there almost sounded like a biblical allegory as well. <laughs> Certain <laughs> amounts of power are too much in the hands of men. Yeah, that's true. But there's a sermon yeah. there. there. There's a few.
2: <laughs> there is. That's good. I, teach my good. I do have one more very minor point about this episode before we go yeah. to the next one. Uh, I, I, a question again, I actually. haven't talked about this
1: episode yet either, but it's cool. I am so sorry. No, go ahead, John. <laughs> no, go ahead, Branson. <laughs> so
2: no, 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 no. You no, go, no, ahead. no
1: go, go ahead. Go ahead. My, my point is
2: not in any way serious at all. Say, well, say it anyway, dude. Okay. I just, I, I have a question. Yeah. Since this is Earth's future, right? Yes. Is this before Wolverine's adamantium kills him or after? Because oh he's clearly <laughs> a butler to katra and you know i'm surprised that he didn't use his claws a little bit more in this show
3: wow
1: i I hate how long that took me to get
3: (laughs) (laughs) i love how i was right on point i was like okay I know where you're going with that. Yeah. <laughs> I knew exactly who you were talking Dimera's about. Tamara's just looking at
1: everybody's notes tonight, apparently.
3: <laughs> um, Look, no filter means I register everything on y'all's faces real loud and clear.
1: She's like
2: analyzing our facial expressions as we speak. <laughs> it's kind of creepy,
1: not going to lie. Um, John, what you got? I only had one other point outside of what, what's been discussed on this, yeah. which is um, the explanation at the beginning of this where they're talking about the reasons why Oz and whatever it's called, I call it the earth defense force, but I know that's not their name. Earth
0: sphere Uh, Alliance,
1: whatever Uh, EDF. That's what they're explanation of Oz and the EDF in the, in the, in this uh, is beginning to feel a lot. Kind of, it feels a lot like a critique on the UN.
0: I can see that. Um, Yeah, I could definitely see that, and and it's funny you're saying defense force. You know, Japan has they don't have a military, Mm -hmm. they have a defense force. They're they're legally not allowed to have a a military. Yeah, it was part of
1: the terms at the end of World War II,
0: right? And so in the '90s, if I remember correctly, uh, not that I was like you know actively in Japanese history at in the '90s, taking note of their politics, but there was some some. Tension, if i remember correctly about the restrictions on japan as a country mm-hmm. coming from world power such as the un so that's it's highly possible that was somewhat a, a critique on the un
1: it's just when they when they started going into it, i'm like they are literally describing the un right now a global organization that was designed initially to prevent further massive wars like world war ii uh, in in fact, you know the the UN was designed at the end of World War II by uh, Franklin Roosevelt for that express purpose to never see that happen again. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, and it, it honestly feels like an open critique like, yeah, that's an that's a great ideal, but if you give too much credence to this type of an organization, stuff can get out of hand.
0: Well, especially uh, since like with the context of like even I gave today about Wu Fei's colony, mm-hmm. how the alliance was going to was going to basically literally gas the entire colony. And remember, these aren't just like, you know, you know, the size of Shreveport colonies. Mm-hmm. These things are monstrously huge.
1: Yeah, it's, it's not Shreveport. It's Louisiana. Exactly. Yeah. Um but I mean, you, with you talking about the Wu Fei thing, that makes sense because Zex talks about how the Alliance came in and destroyed his kingdom when they were on board with the whole idea of joining up with the Alliance, but they needed, you know, somebody to make an example out of. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and so, yeah, that, that, to- that check, the story with uh, the Wu Fang clan, um completely checks out with uh with the whole narrative on this then yeah, so yeah. It, it, it just kind of struck me funny as just uh it just kind of like thumbing your nose at the un just a little bit just be like hey you know what think about this
0: yeah totally all right well ladies and gentlemen one more episode left episode 10 hero distracted by defeat Oz, still wanting to rid themselves of the Gundam, sets yet another trap for the Gundams. They leak word of their moving the Taurus suits to a different base. One transport will go by air, one by land. However, one of these transports will be a decoy. The Gundam pilots split up and take on the shipment or uh, take on one shipment or another. Amid the battle, the Tall Geese and the Wing Zero have a duel and... I'm sorry, the Wing Zero One have a duel and uh, of their own the duel and battle is interrupted however as lady un announces that if the gundam pilots don't give up she would destroy the entire colony an entire colony dr j the scientist who has been giving hero his orders interrupts the the communication he surrounds himself uh he surrenders himself in order to stay the colony in response hero destroys his gundam and badly damages himself to keep Oz from getting their hands on it as the Gundam pilots retreat to regroup Zex finds himself repulsed by the actions of Lady Un. Uh, two thoughts,
1: uh, mm-hmm. in, right off the cuff of this episode. One, it's fantastic to see that Julius Irving is still getting work after retiring from the NBA. um, there's old people out there who are just dying at that joke Uh, for, for the young people on this crowd. uh, Dr. J uh, is a nickname for Julius Irving, who was a basketball player in the 1970s and Um, Uh eighties. He he was basically for
2: making me feel young, Joe. That's the first time in several days that I have felt young. So thank you. He, he,
1: he was basically (laughs) Michael Jordan before Michael Jordan was Michael Jordan. I see. Uh,
0: You knew that you're all about the, about the sports. Right, go, sports. Uh, go his idea, sports.
1: team his idea of sports is stabbing <laughs> his friend in the neck. Um, true, uh, I will but, live
2: this down one day,
1: but nope. In never. actual reference, in actual reference to stuff that happens on this episode, uh, top point I have written down in my notes is I'm pretty much ready for Lady Un to die. Like that, <laughs> that can't happen, that can't happen soon enough or slow enough, in my opinion. Yep.
2: Yep, yep. Like, I I got very very strong vibes that she's kind of used to being the only chick around. She's mm-hmm. an only child.
1: I can so promise when, you
2: that she's an only child. That makes sense. So like when Noid shows up, she's all like, it, "It it's I guess the female equivalent of a of a I don't know if I can say this on a family show of a, of a pissing contest." Like she wanted to go around and mark her territory. Like, no, this is mine. She hated Noin, just for being there and being a woman. Like, I, I was, I was trying to make sense of it. I was like, is she thinking that Noin's trying to like make goo eyes at trays or something like that? But Noin's all wrapped up in Zex and I am literally watching <laughs> Gamera bite her tongue
0: off right now.
5: <laughs> there must be you things guys have, we don't know
0: about. <laughs> you guys have no idea what's happening with her. Uh, but you're, you're not wrong. There is a, there is a, um, almost a jealousy. It's not that it's, it's another woman. It's the lady own believes that everybody underneath trays is underneath trays. They're not worthy to even look at his boots, her included, and so, for to see Trey's praising Zex and his team, people who are doing things that she doesn't agree with the way they're doing it, and not fulfilling the way that she perceives Trey's vision, bothers the crap out of her. Okay, so
2: she's like some stalker fan who one day goes crazy and tries to kill hurt the object of her affection or something like is, that. Is
0: is the term Stan? S T A N. Stan. She's a Stan. Yeah, I
1: get what you're saying. That's a reference to an Eminem track. Uh, But yeah, I I get what you're saying. But honestly, I I don't I don't care what her reason is. I'm ready for her to fall into a slow moving meat grinder. (laughs) Do you have any thoughts on this? Feet
3: first, by the way. Oh, I have I have plenty (laughs) of thoughts. Okay, Um, for sure. I can't go too far, but I can tell you that this episode is where you see a lot of shifting mentally with Lady Oon. And it's going to be a huge dynamic that actually exists in real time today. Like if you meet people, you can actually see this in real people, real symptoms.
5: Mm -hmm. And it's
3: the most real mental health you could actually find in an anime. If it to come out in the time period it came out in, it's really impressive. Like they, is it amazing? Like I could use this in therapy to demonstrate the reality of this mental health issue.
0: You need to borrow the DVDs?
3: yeah, I can't take those DVDs up there. You know why? (laughs) Okay, so let's just move on. Um, So what I am going to point out for Lady Oon is I think her dynamic with Noin is there's another extra dynamic that's there is Noin is the epitome of holding on to all of her femininity but not being afraid to get into anything and still fight and not be worried. Like she's 100% confident in who she is yeah. And Lady Oon has gone years sculpting herself into this military mechanical being thinking that is who she needs to be to be able to survive. That's and great. She should episodes, preserve it by
1: wrapping herself in plastic. <laughs> <It's on. laughs>
3: I'm not going to argue that. But what you're going to see is because she's so hyper focused in this structure that is not her it's complete fake. When it actually cracks, you're gonna see this dynamic of what happens when you don't learn to find your own identity in something. And she connected her identity to someone else. And what oh my she does is she, realizes gonna, she has huh?
1: Is she gonna go Azula?
3: I'm not gonna say anything. Moving That's a on. yes. I'm not gonna say nothing. Who's That's a Azula. Yes? Not okay. yes? We're gonna Who's comment Azula? on you not knowing what that is later there, Branson. Oh,
0: John explain it for the crowd, buddy. Uh,
1: Princess Azula was a character in Avatar, the last airbender.
2: Uh, she oh, was, oh, okay, yes, yes. I'm with she you. was Zuko's I'm with sister. You. Yes, I remember so, her now. Yes. I'm gonna okay, say, I'm, okay
3: I'm actually gonna answer this. The answer is no, actually. Oh. <laughs> um and when we get through to the episodes, I can actually explain what exactly is going on with Un, but it is actually not Azula. Uh, Not there's other shows that you have a much better. I'll spit it out later. But this is not the okay. episode. to let See it out now, on.
1: now, see this kind of sucks because you've captured my fascination. Because like abnormal psychology is like my jam. It's what oh, it's, it's what is about it, to come oh, screaming sir. out.
3: It is coming out soon. <laughs> <If> you're <laughs> in
1: for a ride. Just buckle up. I, I, yeah, I, that, this excites me because like the, like people think I'm a weirdo because I enjoy reading about serial killers just because I'm fascinated by their psychology. Um, and then this whole episode makes total sense now. <laughs> madam you need to stop reading me that's unfair
3: (laughs) look i ain't gotten started yet but i will tell you that you have to pay attention don't just don't like sit there and try to work on something while you're watching the episode you're really gonna have to watch because it's a very slow process they're very good about stretching it through the Mm -hmm. episodes yeah, and the small things are what's going to matter with her. For you to actually see the mental health issue in her,
1: I will. I will tell you that that is incredibly difficult for me for two reasons. I have to take notes, otherwise everything bleeds together. And on top of taking notes, I'm wa- I'm watching it with subtitles because that's all that Crunchyroll has. So I don't. I'm not fluent in Japanese yet, so. <laughs>
0: yeah that's it's gonna be interesting then
3: you and you'll see it in the subtitles because i saw it the first time in the subtitle version you can see because her wording is gonna get you and Mm -hmm. then her verbal response
0: yep any more thoughts on this episode guys um my
1: final thought on this episode is i highly doubt that hero's dead like
2: Oh yeah, yeah. That's you watch obvious. you watch his
1: you watch his mobile suit blow up, and you watch him bleed in a bleeding mess on the ground. And I was emotionally unaffected by that. I know that was supposed to be a yeah. big emotional scene, and I'm just like, eh. yeah.
2: <laughs> I, it it probably it probably helps that we know there's an entire series to go here. I will I will tell uh, you this much. I, I, knowing what I know from
1: listening to you guys talk about the first Gundam series and having watched as much anime as I've been binging on since I got Crunchyroll, it's I, uh, Gundam would not be above killing off a main character and still continuing the series without it. Um, and and I, don't, I don't, I don't have, <laughs> I don't have any reservation that I, or any confirmation that hero does survive. It's just, I'm just watching this. And I'm like, I am so unaffected by this. I don't, I personally don't believe that he's dead, but even outside of that, they have made him such an unlikable character with how he responds to people that I am emotionally unaffected, even if they did kill him in that scene, just because it's just like,
2: eh. you know, I, I find that interesting that, yeah, that's a good point because all the characters have been like, Oh, I love this character because blah, 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 blah. I hate this character because blah 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 blah. We haven't talked about hero like at all, except for the few times that he's the main character. Like we just talk about what he does. No one's mentioned how they connect to him in any way. I think you you've made it struck a an interesting point there.
1: I mean, it's not, I wasn't I mean, affected like,
2: either. But literally, literally, the guy jumped down in a hole,
1: saved a three hundred kilometer radius from becoming a nuclear wasteland and all of us were more focused on this idiotic fight between Wu Fang and trees. You
2: mispronounced Epic.
1: No, I didn't.
5: <laughs> <laughs> but I, but you, you see
1: what I mean? It's like, they could have blew yes, him I up do, there. They could have blown him up there. And I would have been like, cool. Okay. He's on. not in the series anymore. Who's going to point the gun at
2: Relina? No. <laughs> No, I, I, I get where you're coming from. Yeah. No, Wu-Fei wouldn't point a gun. He'd point a blade because that's the honorable thing. To and
1: do. then he and then he would tell her why she's deficient because she's a female.
3: That's probably <laughs> going to happen.
1: <laughs> because he did that to uh, what's her face in knowing. Annoying. That's what I called her. That's right. Uh, he did that to her <laughs> when they first met. So.
2: I don't know. <laughs> that, that, that's a good point though i, I think you're right i maybe they'll develop i mean hero more because he's supposed to be like the main character like he pilots the main gundam but can I, let me let me ask you this branson mm-hmm. why is he the main gundam because he pilots zero one and that's the one that looks the most like the gundam from the mm-hmm. movies So I just automatically, in the mobile suit Gundam movies, there was only one Gundam suit, and it was the the RX-78 or whatever. Okay. And Wing 1 looks the most like it, like it's the most callback to it. So I guess I just automatically assume that that's the primary Gundam of the
0: That brings up an interesting conversation about what makes a Gundam and what is not a Gundam. Uh, this has been an ongoing fight. If you're in some of the 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 um, Gundam Facebook groups, there's a, there's like what makes a Gundam? Like how do you know a Gundam is a Gundam? Uh, every time there's a new Gundam series, there are people like that doesn't look like a Gundam. And I like, well, what does one look like? I mean, if you look at them, they're all kind of different in some fashion. Are <laughs> the the quote unquote main Gundam? Um, there, there's the joke that well, if you just throw a V fin on the head, then it's automatically a Gundam.
2: Um, <laughs> that may not be <laughs> that, wrong. <laughs>
0: Like that's kind of become a thing. Um, there is a conversation in the manga about the colors of the Gundams, and uh, there is a particular character. I don't want to say who because it comes out, it, it becomes prevalent later. Who is looking at the? It's a flashback of the production of the Tall Geese. And There's a conversation about the coloring of it, and the coloring of it, uh, and the, the wanting to color it to look like a hero. And there was a conversation about what colors represent a heroic character, and um, the red, white, and blue, ironically, come <laughs> off as the heroic colors in darn straight the majority of the Gundam series. <laughs> like the majority it's of the them. colors of freedom. I mean, it, you you looked at the RX seventy eight, red, white, and blue. Um, you look at the uh, the uh, Ariel uh, from uh, Witcher Mercury, red, white, and blue. Even though the reds just super red only shows up briefly. Um, and I'm about so, to throw
3: out others for you oh, and yeah. shows they I haven't mean, seen
0: like Exia, burning, and then Burning Gundam from um, uh, G Fighter. Yep. Well, the strike. There's strike also freedom.
2: stylistically though the the Gundams. You talk about heroes. The Gundams look like. Samurais with armor, whereas the mobile suits that belong to Oz and the Alliance, they look like grunts. They look like standard issue GI. They look like Zaku's.
0: Yeah, that's on purpose, I believe. I believe yeah. that is a a purposeful act, um, to make the callback to have that that callback to the original series of this is a enemy. This is a bad guy unit of some sort. Yeah,
2: but I mean, there, there's they don't look heroic they look like grunts whereas the gundams have this you know you don't see uh you don't see a leo doing a heroic pose Mm -hmm. you don't see uh a an aries doing a heroic pose but you see gundams they're not even doing anything they're just standing there but it's in a heroic pose you know so just the, the the design it's I guess it's just worked into the artwork. You look at it, you say, "Okay, that is a Gundam, and this is not. It's just a big mech suit." And the difference is just in the way it looks.
0: Mm-hmm. There's a vibe to it, almost. Yes,
2: a vibe. That's what I was trying to find. Thank you. That's the word.
0: Vibe checks. But here's the question, yeah. though:
1: Would you consider? Would you consider the tall geese as a Gundam?
0: I. I I consider the Tallgeese the the prequel to the Gundams. It is the it's the prototype Gundam, but it's not a Gundam. It's so not it made out the, of Gundanium. I believe it is actually. It is
1: because that that was the biggest thing that you said that has stuck with me since my journey into uh, my fandom, my Gundam fandom, right? Uh, which is that what defines a Gundam changes from series to series. Right. Um, In The Witch for Mercury, it's whatever has the gunned format. Um, In this one, it's whatever mobile suit is made out of Gundanium. Um, I'm sure there's ones in other series, but again, my exposure is fairly limited. Um, Yeah, totally. So with that
3: said, though. um,
0: I'm now on a hunt to find out what Tallgeese was made out of. <laughs> i think he is, like, is
3: made of gundanium alloy because I feel like of feel the later a episode about where that. his parts are used for something mm-hmm. i'm just i'm trying to keep my mouth shut <laughs>
0: and you're not making it easy since you're
3: researching and i'm like i can tell you the answer because it's already in the show
0: right for so the record, there's well, like
3: 98 episodes and i fast track to 40 episodes Good yeah. Lord, there's 98 episodes to this show?
0: No, yeah. there's there's
3: Well, there's 98, 98 on No, there's 98 on Hulu because I think the dubbed and the subbed are oh, Yeah,
0: possibly. there's
1: 49 oh, okay. episodes.
3: Okay, I was about to
1: say we need to be doing more of these at once if that's the case because <laughs> we'll be we'll be doing this until Jesus comes back if
2: <laughs> Um The Gundam Watch heaven edition. <laughs> For a special guest, we have the Apostle Paul, who sir? you may find has
5: sir? strong. I,
1: I, <laughs> sir, <laughs> I have already outlined the Gundam, the the Jesus Gundam. We we talked about it in the Christmas episode. <laughs>
2: right, I heard that. I heard that. Yes. <laughs>
5: All
0: right. So that being said, any last uh, thoughts on the last five episodes we watched? I'm excited. I'm, six 10.
1: I, I can legitimately say that my perspective has changed on this series in, with these five episodes. I'm, I'm genuinely excited to see more. And uh, just to give everybody a peek behind the kimono uh, that's listening, um, I literally watched these epi- all five of these episodes yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, to prep because I, I like to keep my thoughts and and the episodes fresh in my head before we record otherwise everything just turns into a ball of mush um, and I was frustrated after the fact because I couldn't find anything on uh, Crunchyroll that I wanted to watch that really hit the vibe where my brain was at because I had just got done watching these episodes and I wanted to watch more but I couldn't because I needed to save that for the next episode so my perspective Fair, yes. has shifted on this particular series.
4: I
2: this, gotcha. Th- this series of episodes, like I said before, especially with episode seven, it's got me to care more about the plot before I was just enjoying, like I said, the animation, the action. I mean, who doesn't love giant robots fighting it out in the sky right, or all the ground. But this is the first set of episodes where I'm like, no, I actually care about the characters. I care about the story. I want to see how this plays out. So this this set kind of created a shift for me too. I, yeah. I I am a
1: little bit concerned what it says about me that I'm identifying with one of the big bads in this
2: show though.
0: Well, again, you know, I, I'm going to tell you this. I I Zex is one of my favorite characters in the entire series. So given
2: given what happened in the mobile suit movies and what Char, which is the character that Zex seems to be modeled after, mm-hmm. I question how much of the Big bad, he really is. He he's definitely not a good guy, at least not right now, but given the the inner struggle, the the way he handled Otto sacrificing himself to pilot Tall Geese, his sense of honor towards his family, and that he shames his family and just kind of accepts that because he thinks it's what's for the best. That's not villainy to me. He might be on the quote wrong side of the war but that's one of the things that we discussed with the last movie is that this show at least these two iterations is really good about making you question well is the bad guy really the bad guy is the good guy all good i mean I, you know i
1: also want to ask this question i think dallas is going to be the only person who can answer it because he's seen both properties but is is it intentional that Lady Prospero's mask looks so much like Zek's mask.
0: Yeah, it's a type.
1: Like, right? But I mean, is it is it intentional? Like, do they share? Do they share the qualities that would require that mask, so to speak,
0: of hiding your identity,
1: of being kind of a kind of a bad person for the right reasons.
0: Again, that's one of those. That is that is the trope of the mask. They're villainous, but are they villainous?
2: You definitely don't want to wear a mask to your first day on the job. True story. This is this is a bad idea,
0: and you
1: don't want to ever celebrate your birthday.
0: Just (laughs) yeah, never celebrate birthdays, Uh uh, even uh on Christmas specials. uh 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 Um, uh So uh the answer the question from earlier because it was bothering me. I was looking it up. And everyone's like saying, oh, the tall geese is made from titanium alloy. But the more I dug into it, um, this is what I have. During the one-year war, the Earth Federation forces, the EFF uh, Project V, developed Luna Titanium Alloy, later known as Gundanium. Ah. So the tall geese is a Gundam. Yeah, there you go. He's a dumb Gundam, you. but he puts, he puts the
1: dumb in Gundam. But yes, he is a Gundam. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Better than that, Dadgum Death site Anyway, so moving on, I will like just- you.
1: and you <sighs> you hit your sister so- with that comment too, sir. So.
0: <laughs> the mayor has there's there's another one you guys don't know about. That the mayor prefers more.
3: There is one. Yeah, there is
1: another. Thing
0: there is <laughs> like yeah, he's right. <laughs> I
1: can say I can say my arm is mostly functional now, so I can That's get good. started. I can get started on my gun
0: so, All right. Yeah. Awesome. Let's get it going. All right. So, ladies and gentlemen, um, you've heard around the board uh, from most of us. Damara, real quick, summarize. D- are you enjoying the second round of these episodes? Or are you just like, really, Dallas, um, can we just hang out like regular siblings? Um. And by regular siblings, I mean totally abandon you to be raised by somebody else while I go off to war and change my name and I fight to rebuild our kingdom normal sibling stuff
3: yeah I don't think normal exists okay.
5: um, if I was
1: to define the the two of yours relationships normal siblings would not be on high on the list of adjectives I would use
5: okay. <laughs>
1: I, mean, yeah, like, <laughs> I don't know and what normal I, looks like <laughs> i i mean that in the most
3: loving way possible trust me he just called us freaks that's what, what just happened right there so um i mean yeah i obviously i this is one of my favorite of the gundam series um i say that i mean there's at least three gundam series that we've watched that hit high points really for Four now. Mm -hmm. There's four. It's building over time. Yes. Um, But seeing our original, the one that got us hooked, has been interesting. The depth of what I see it is much more. And I no longer can watch it while I'm or after work anymore. (coughs) Lady Un will be a prime example when you get to it.
4: (laughs) I I want her to die so much. (sighs)
0: So... I'm going to say for me, it's been a blast watching this with you guys. And I hope that everyone's been, hope you guys have been enjoying as much as I do revisiting it. And um, again, I have a lot of nostalgia for it. Cause again, this is something I shared with DeMera, but like, I think you guys are catching like this. There's some good stuff here. Like it gets, it gets a little bit wild as you get through it. I mean, it's um, comical
3: watching you to like share with us your experiences <laughs> and y'all's mini war. That part is more entertaining. I think for us on this round is to watch. Yeah, Shaw really is. Awaken <laughs> to it.
0: <laughs> all right. So we want to hear from everybody else. Who's watching, listening to this. Uh, have you enjoyed it? Do you not like it? Uh, whatever your thoughts on episodes five or I'm sorry, six through 10. Let us know, reach out to us on all social media.
1: Let us know if you feel that Branson's perspective on Wu Fei is uh, uninformed uh, or poorly legitimately- perceived.
0: I'm curious on how people are are receiving Branson's high praise for what may be one of the most disliked characters.
2: I like I said, I appreciate characters with rigid senses of morality, because when you put them in situations where those rigid senses are tested, I got to decide what they really believe versus what they're just taught to believe. It is a beautiful thing.
0: Understood, sir.
2: I will say this: it's it's remarkable that
1: me and Branson get along as well as I do because he's a lawful good alignment, and I am chaotic neutral. I'm I'm more neutral good. I'm, no, I'm a not. little
2: bit towards lawful good. But Superman, uh,
1: you are lawful good to the core. I don't want to hear about it.
3: <laughs> now we have Superman. Okay.
5: <laughs> All right. Well, That's guys, we're thank you. Very make a much. quick
0: transition to our maintenance reports. Let's jump into it. Now loading the cruise maintenance reports. Reports begin in three, two, one. Alright and welcome to the maintenance reports. This is the portion of the show where we take what we just watched, episode 6 through 10 of Mobile Suit Gundam Wing, and we bring some encouragement to you guys. We look for some 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 deep-seated spiritual truths that are designed to encourage you, challenge you, help you take your next step with God, hopefully let you walk out of this place knowing that you're loved and you're cared for. So, uh Demera, would you like to share your maintenance report?
3: And, and yeah, sure. Okay. So I'm going after identity because there's several areas in the show in the past five episodes where we got to see a glimpse of that questioning of one's identity. I think this is something that in every person, at least once in their lifetime questions their identity about who they are. Yeah. And when you reach a point where you begin to learn that your identity can no longer be rooted in a thing or just your job or... Like your school, if you're a kid and you're going to a certain school, and you root that identity into your school, um, there comes a time when you learn that you got to root your identity into something far more. Totally. Um, which is funny because this week at work we're starting on step two in AA, and that is when you begin to make the decision. And you're not even making the decision; you're approaching the idea that there is a higher power in existence. And learning what does it mean to surrender to a higher power. And in this particular case, um, learning to surrender into Christ and rooting your entire identity in Christ is a complete life-changing thing. Even in psychology, when we add Christ into the mix of it, whole theories had to evolve and change to actually include the reality of what happens to people. So there are some theories, and I'm going to go after Maslow's Hierarchy of Needs, that if you look it up, you can find the pyramid. Um, But if you find the full one, when you actually add Christ into it, it creates the absolute top of the pyramid, which is called transcendence. And that is Mm. actually where you're connected into the higher power, uh, which is specifically when we talk about adding Christ into your daily life, the entire pyramid dynamic changes. You have this rooting that is unbelievably strong. And it's because it's no longer in your understanding, but your understanding of Christ, it's of himself. Um, and when you do that, when things around you start going crazy, you don't get rocked to your core. It's really more of you're still standing. The whole house can come down around you, but you're still you're still there. You're not mm-hmm. completely broken. Um, so that's that's kind of where I'm going. I'm trying to think of exactly, because there's many people in the Bible that their identity had to be rediscovered about who they are um, and yeah. one of the time ones that comes to mind is actually Moses because he grows up in an entire culture where he's raised a certain way and the reality is that's not even his culture yeah it is someone else's culture and he's wrapped his identity in it and when he breaks from that identity he has to rebuild and root himself in the Lord and then eventually he ends up saving his own people Word. and being able to take them out. With that being said, um, earlier in the show we mentioned, um, actually John mentioned about David. Mm-hmm. I actually had Moses come to my mind because Moses is taking the people to get to the Promised Land, but he never actually enters the Promised Land because of where the people are at in that mm. moment, and he they that Promised Land is reclaiming something right. that is there. So it's a kind of a connection. To that moment when we have Zex trying to retake his homeland.
0: That's That's the same
3: thing that Moses was doing. And instead it becomes his predecessor, not predecessor, his heir, so to speak. Mm -hmm. is the one who actually takes the land. But to take that land, he had to be willing to face trials and tribulations and be willing to actually go into battle to find that. And sometimes when you really root yourself in your own identity in Christ, Mm-hmm. facing off with those giants <laughs> it you realize hey I, I actually can walk in this because I'm not walking in alone I'm actually walking in with God yeah. and it's such a different dynamic to be able to walk in that and to find that power when you really root yourself in
0: Christ yeah totally that's good tomorrow. that's real good you guys got any thoughts on that before we move on
3: that's my group for tomorrow too just <laughs> Sweet. foreshadowing
0: so this is gonna All happen right.
3: because I'm not gonna forget
0: that now. <laughs> <laughs> the gonna walk in, so let me tell you guys about Gundam. <laughs> I wish I could no. do
3: that. I got one that might be a geek one.
0: Nice, uh, cool. Life would be well, easier. I'll add this to it. Um, it. It the whole conversation about identity is a huge deal. Uh, I think it is is one of the biggest things people struggle with, and that whole rebuilding process. That's that's a That's a thing. I think that some people are scared to rebuild. Um, They're scared of the crisis moment, but I think they're more scared of the rebuilding process because I think some people are scared of that they're going to screw up, that they're not going to do it right because there's expectations. There's things being thrusted on people to their identity, to be something um, even when they're trying to root it in Christ. And my encouragement is for those who are, who are in that rebuilding process, um, trust the Lord, you know walk you through it you know find a, a a biblical community who's solid and encouraging um challenging but encouraging that will have grace as you walk this out and become what christ has called you to be because it, it is it's a day it's, it's a scary thing to rebuild to 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 go from one thing to another especially if you've been existed for a long time outside of the identity that you're supposed to have so just want to add that those two cents to it cool awesome so when I have my maintenance report and mine is um, kind of uh more of the parallel type aspects am uh, talking about the tall geese um it was a it was a prequel to the Gundams it was it was it became before the Gundams it was the basis for the Gundams um and um, the Gundams are far superior to the tall geese in a lot of ways and even still, like we see this evolution, you guys are going to see some stuff here, and you're going to see the beginnings of something within the next probably 10 episodes that goes beyond the Gundams. And um, it's this growth, it's this thing of, of getting to a final stage. And I'm reminded of, of uh, he, the book of Hebrews and chapter nine specifically. It was talking about um, the old testament temple and how it was a type and shadow it was a foreshadowing of of christ and the sock the sacrifices those the writer of hebrews was writing to a group of jews who um they were trying to figure out what it means to be jewish and christian at the same time they were trying to figure out what their faith looked like it's the writer who is obviously very knowledgeable about what it means to be a jew is going let me walk you through this let me help you understand this this is a type and shadow. The things that we've been doing all these years, they were preludes that pointed to the truth to what would come. And the tall geese was that he was a, it was a prelude. It was a point it was to point towards what would come, of the 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 different Gundams and the the various machines that would come afterwards. The Gundams, and so my encouragement for folks is is this that um, Christ is very big about giving us foreshadowing about things to come, and things that are going to be. And if you look at the Old Testament, everything points back to Jesus and, um, and the way it plays out. But in your personal life, kind of the, the encouragement side of it, there are things you've experienced, you've walked through that, that God was there. And when you step back and you begin to look at 2020 down the road, you will see how Christ was there every step of the way. If we as New Testament Christians look at the Old Testament, we see Christ all the way through. There's a term called the, the red, the scarlet thread. It goes from Genesis all the way through the scriptures. And it points us to Christ all the way through. I want to encourage you, you may be going through some hard times today and some difficult things, but continue to trust in Him. continue to walk through this. And when you do, when you come out the back end, and you will, the Bible talks about how we, um, that he never gives us more uh, than we can, um, not that we can't handle, but more than what he will help us to get through. When you look backwards, you're going to see that through line how Christ was there the entire time. There's types and shadows of him working your life all the way through to where you're at today. So that's my, my encouragement for us. Ranson, you got something? I do actually. Uh, Going back to,
2: and I'm going to entice an eye roll out of John here, but going back to Wu Fei and his, (laughs) (laughs) John almost got up and left the room. (laughs) But no, uh, actually, John's point, I readily agree with Wu Fei's sense of honor makes him a terrible soldier and not faithful to his cause because he had an opportunity to do the thing he set out to do. And because of his attention to his honor code, he was not able to complete it because he has a way that he follows a a rule of law that he follows. He was not able to do the thing that he set out to do. And that reminded me of uh, the account in Matthew chapter 12, where Jesus heals a man with a withered hand on the Sabbath. Mm. And uh, there's a man there with a withered hand. And the Pharisees, once again, trying to trap Jesus, says, is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath? And in verse 11, it says, he said to them, which one of you has it, who has a sheep, if it falls into the pit on the Sabbath, will not take hold of it and lift it out? of how much more value is a man than a sheep. So it is lawful to do good on the Sabbath. Then he said to the man, stretch out your hand. And the man stretched it out, and it was restored, healthy like the other. But the Pharisees went out and conspired against him how to destroy him. Sometimes following faith, this this was true of the Pharisees, and I think it can can be true of us as Christians as well, we can get so caught up in the letter of the law that we miss out on the spirit of the law. We get so focused on, well, I have to do this and I have to do this and I have to do this and I have to say this and I have to use this proper language and I have to uh, believe this proper set of theological values and that kind of thing. And in the academic pursuit of our faith, we forget about the actual relationship with Christ. That was what was going on with the Pharisees here. They were so Mm -hmm. focused on keeping the laws about the Sabbath that they completely miss sight about what the purpose of the Sabbath was. And that was Mm. to have a day of rest, a day to remember the Lord. What better way to remember the war to, to remember the Lord than to care for those who are sick, to care for those who are in need. And Jesus makes that point when he heals a man on the Sabbath.
5: Mm.
2: And I see that in Fei in that here, he was with an opportunity to end the conflict here. He was with an opportunity to do the whole reason he was sent to earth was to do what he was about to do. In fact, earlier in that episode, we see him desperate. I'm never going to let trace get away. Like he is dead set on. I am going to complete my mission, but he gets tangled up with his need to, as I now understand, honor to honor his way of life. Mm -hmm. And so he gets tripped up by his sense of honor. And as followers of Christ, we need to make sure that what we are doing actually reflects the heart of Christ and the heart of his teachings. We could spend a lot of time playing what I've heard some speakers called Bible ping pong, where you pit one verse against the other. And, and, you know, well, Paul said this. Well, Jesus said that. Well, Peter said that. Well, Moses said that back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And but we have to remember that all of scripture is written by the same God. And, mm-hmm. and if we pursue his heart and try to understand where he's coming from, that is what's more important than all the check boxes of, okay, did I do this correct today? Did I do this correct today? Did I do this correct today? Now, I'm not saying that it's not important to understand those details. Absolutely. But we don't ever want to miss the heart of what God teaches because we're so focused on the letter. Yeah, That's my maintenance report.
0: I like
1: it. All right. Well, once again, while everyone was talking, I came up with a maintenance report Um, (laughs) over the course of this. uh, These series of episodes we watch as the five individuals are slowly beginning to coalesce into one unit. Mm -hmm. And uh, you see what happens when they try to function as single as when they try to function as individuals um and you have idiot mistakes that happen like honor duels with swords rather than accomplishing your mission with the tools that you've been given um and things of that okay. nature and okay. and there are, there are battles that they endure that they wouldn't have survived if they didn't have the others there to assist with them and i think that's the wisdom that katra brings to this group because he understands the wisdom of the unit rather than the individual. And that is clearly outlined in Ecclesiastes 4, 9 through 12, where it says two are better than one because they have good reward for their toil. For if they fall, one will lift up his fellow, but woe to him who is alone when he falls and has not another to lift him up. Mm. Again, if two lie together, they keep warm. But how can one keep warm alone? And though one, though a man might prevail against one who is alone, uh, two will with two will withstand him. A threefold cord is not is not quickly broken. Um, and this, I think, this is the realization that they're making in this uh, in this series of episodes is that if they have the five functioning as a unit, they are more powerful. They're the sum of the, the sum of them are more powerful than the collection of the individuals themselves. Yeah. Um, and I, I think that's an encourage. I, I would use that analogy as an encouragement to whoever's listening that, um, if you're, if you're going through life, you know, as a Christian or otherwise, uh, functioning as an individual and you don't have a support group um i would recommend find your support group find your cord of three you know find Mm. find you know people to help you out because a lot of a lot of poor mistakes happen when you function as a unit like ill thought out honor fights with swords um (laughs) Let it go, <laughs> let it go. Whereas, uh, you know, or even, even Christians, I, I've encountered several qu- Christians um, in my life where they're like, well, I don't, I don't go to church. You don't have to go to church to be a Christian. And that's true. You don't have to go to church to be a Christian, but you know what? It, it, your car works a lot better when you take it to the garage for regular maintenance. That's true. A- and you've got, and you've got other people there to help you work on that car. And people who might know something more, and you know, at, it, it's easy to make yourself isolated and vulnerable when you're by yourself. Um, and as someone who has anxiety, feel I can tell you that feelings of isolation are awful. But you know what? When you have that, when you have that core, when you have that crew, mm. when you have the unit, the you don't have to deal with those feelings of isolation it's because when you aren't successful as an individual, as a part of a unit, you have other people there to pick you up. You have other people there to encourage you. You have other people there to push you forward and help you achieve the goals that you could not achieve on your own as an individual. Yeah. Amen. Good stuff. So with that being said, uh, we want to thank everybody for listening to this episode of the Gundam
4: watch. Oh my gosh. It's so edgy. We're watching the Gundams. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and
1: if you, if you, uh, if you've enjoyed this episode, please like, create and subscribe on whatever platform you're listening on. That helps us out tremendously and puts us in front of like-minded individuals like yourself who might be interested in, hearing what we might have to say about this show or series of shows rather. um, you know, uh, please consider following us on the face space and the TikToks and all the other socials uh, we would love to be able to engage with you on those platforms um, and on the Discord as well and if you take nothing else out of this episode please understand you are loved you are cared for there's a purpose for your life and doggone it people like you
0: <laughs> at least we do
1: <laughs> uh, am I missing anything from the exit oh captain
0: my captain uh, just make sure you hit all the socials Basically, on stream and Instagram Twitter look for the Gundam watch TGW. And then help us find a way to put John on the website I don't need to be on the website I'm not important uh, that being said
1: thank <laughs> you so much for listening so long and thanks for all the fish stay fresh cheese bags peace and love